Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, y'all? Good. (laughs) Forrest is not tired anymore. Yeah. I like this. Our false start (laughs) gave you a new sense of energy. Yes, I guess. It revitalized you. A little bit. Uh, We had to redo the intro because of some fun errors. It's good. Life is fun. So, everyone, I'm ready to talk about video games because I played possibly too many different video games in a week span. That's too many. In a week span? Yeah, since last week. So, um, I played three, I played four different games. (laughs) So, I'm going to talk about, the first one is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Does that count as two two games? games? It counts. I only played the first one, technically. Okay, so I haven't moved on to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Only did one. I, all my nostalgic feelings are for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. I brought this up in the Discord. So it's very it's a strange relationship because I, I remember playing 2, but all of my strong feelings are for 1. So I don't know what happened there. If, like, I didn't actually own Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, if I just, like, rented it, I can't remember. But all I know is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, like the back of my hand. So, I really enjoy this game. It is just the first game in HD, and instead of picking a skater, you can create your own, which is kind of neat. So, I made at least what I think is a good representation of a skateboarder version of myself. Nice. And I'm really enjoying playing it. It feels like it's supposed to feel. And that's the best thing you can say for a game like this. Yes. So, Especially like this series of games. Can you do a mall grab? Uh, Yes. I suppose you can. If you like have that on your, like your, your move list. Um, I don't remember what the mall grab is. I, I just do things to get points. Set. <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not a pro boarder. He just presses the buttons and the numbers go up. Yeah. Basically. And that makes the happy chemical go woo. Yeah. I get the secret tape. Yeah. I get the letters. <laughs> I get the other stuff. He Crash gets, the barrels. He gets the happy. Um, but it's it's a very good game. I there's nothing really eloquent to say about this because there's no like story or it's just a really good feeling, and it plays exactly the way it's supposed to, uh, with a bunch of good quality of life stuff. Like you you're getting some of the like revert and like wall bounce stuff from the later games that they just sort of added in into this, and it. It makes all the levels easier for combos and everything. So it's a good time. I fully suggest that everyone get it. It's only 40 bucks for two games. And hopefully they'll just remaster all of them eventually, including my favorite, the Underground games. So fun fact, Seth, they there is a poster for Tony Hawk Underground two in the game but they edited bam margera out of the the cover (laughs) art and it's oh gosh yeah what a move he's 
My, I was going to ask if you can still play as Bam, but I assume the answer then is no. Yeah, I think that well, answers the he, question. He actually wasn't in Tony Hawk 1 or 2. Um, they Which started using in? him in Underground. Um, huh. So, I, I could... Spider-Man? Can you be Spider-Man? Um, I haven't unlocked any of the extra characters. I don't know how to do that in this new version of the game, even though I've a hundred percent at every level besides the competition levels. So I don't know what X, I know that I think I saw that Jack Black is in there as the cop. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a cop with Jack Black. And then I think an alien, but I, I don't know. I haven't looked up what the secret characters are. I'm not sure how that would work with like licensing agreements that may be like held up back in the day. Not so much. You can only be Spider Man secretly on (laughs) the Sony version version of this game. So, yeah. I'd believe it. That actually leads well into the game that I have been playing a lot of this (laughs) past couple of days. Um, Seth probably saw this coming, maybe. but a lot of the journalists that I follow on Twitter started speaking really positively about Marvel's Avengers over the past week. Oh, God. (laughs) Hold on. No, you need to let me say my piece. Hear him out. Hear me out. I I don't want to. So, So essentially, everyone's been saying positive things. And I, um, you know, that the story is good that the gameplay actually feels pretty good. Uh, there is bugs. There are definitely bugs. But they... they. So I was like, okay, maybe this game won't be that bad. And I had stuff to trade in that I was done with and I wasn't going to play again. So I didn't spend any money on it. I just traded stuff in. And at mm-hmm. this point, Seth, at this yeah. point last week, there was no games I thought was coming out that I was going to care about <laughs> So I traded them in towards Marvel's Avengers. And let me tell you, I'm like six hours into the story, which is about because the way I've been playing is I've been doing all the side stuff. So I'm about a third to a quarter of the way through the game. And I've only unlocked three heroes (laughs) because this game is not at all what the beta told you it was. It and it feels much crisper. So I don't know if like the beta version was just like an old build of the game or what. But there was issues with like me feeling attacks weren't hitting, like a lot of stuff like that. I don't feel that in this game now. Um the lock-on works a lot better, the parrying works, and so this is <laughs> Set. this is the other issue this game has a very good tutorial for every single hero but the beta did not do that at all with the beta you it, it would give you like a tutorial and rundown of each character if you went to the danger room like thing and messed around in there with but each that character. doesn't happen till well after the portion that I finished of the beta so the the marketing for this game has been horrendous. (laughs) One, they chose a bad portion of the beta to really show off this game or bad portion of the game to show off in a beta. 
too. Um, I still think the voice acting is a little iffy. Except for, I think Cap is fine, and I think, or Kamala Khan is great. Yeah. Um, even Bruce Banner is great. I don't know about Black Widow, really, because I haven't run into Black Widow yet. Gotcha. Um, so, <sighs> this game is fun so far. I'm enjoying the story a lot. The story is very good. They did a very bad job of showing off like what this game is about and still the commercials i think woefully underrepresent what the game is that are out right now and it's kind of sad but it does make me excited to see like what type of story stuff they're going to implement with all of the because we went through that list seth a couple weeks ago where they where we talked about the the leaked characters yeah the characters so i'm really interested to see what story stuff they build around those characters because and i i I, like i said i'm only a quarter of the way through the game so there's a bunch of stuff i haven't hit yet but they're doing this interesting thing where you do avengers stories and then you do solo stories like hulk will go off and start to like aim is building gamma stuff and you've got to take out gamma labs with hulk and so you're doing some side solo stuff with hulk and there's other ones i haven't done yet because the missions are actually pretty lengthy which is nice so i'm interested to see where the game goes from here um part of this purchase was that (laughs) Uh, as we'll talk about in the news later, um, I genuinely didn't think much was coming out until November, and now uh, there's a large influx of stuff coming, <laughs> so that's fun. But I'm 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 actually really enjoying my time with it. Uh, the only thing that does hold over from the beta is that I think the Hulk is not the most fun to play, but the thing is I can respect it. Because I don't play tank roles usually. And they do a solid job. This is the other thing the beta didn't do. Is that each of these characters fit a role for a sort of... It's, I don't want to say MMO. They fit a role for a team. And the game proper does a good job of explaining how these characters work. And how their abilities fit that role. But the beta didn't do that. And so you are looking at this character as just, okay, these are his abilities, this is this, but you're not seeing it work with other people. But the Hulk is there to, like, draw fire and then also take damage to heal like he's a constant tank roll. And then they just don't explain how that stuff works in that beta. So you And it also just on a functional level didn't really work that way. In the yeah, because the missions they had you play didn't utilize that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I just got Iron Man. Um, his little story is fantastic. Uh, you have to help him rebuild his suit. That's kind of neat. Um, but it's I'm enjoying it. I'm not saying uh, go out and spend sixty dollars on it. Um, if you have stuff to trade in and you can lower the price and you feel like jumping in early, uh, go for it. I, I'm really excited to see 
how these new characters are implemented though because of the the wide you're doing similar stuff with all these characters but there's a um, wide variety of play style between each of them and so it's going to be just more interesting to see how that sort of expands as they add those new characters you know what i mean yeah so yeah i'm i'm excited to beat that game uh just because i want to (laughs) know i want to know how they bring cap back around because they have to they're selling skins for him so that makes sense um the one thing i will note seth is that even though they sell skins, it's not very in-your-face. And also, I'm not a big fan of some of the skins they're selling yet. So I'm sure eventually there will be one that I'll really like that might break me down. But I, so far, it's not like in-your-face, hey, spend money here. You know what I mean? Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that more some of my friends get this game because doing the multiplayer stuff will be really fun because uh, this game does make you feel like uh, that's the earth. that beta just the level scaling of the enemies was too high. You're that's not they're never higher than you that much. At least I've experienced. So playing the Hulk was miserable, but uh, the way when I was playing, it felt great because I was just demolishing things. Yeah. So I don't know. There's so many missteps in that beta, and it makes me feel kind of bad because, you know, we kept saying on the show this game could turn out to be good, and I it did at least to me. Um, it's just that it did nothing to gain that trust until. Um, I made the impulse purchase because I trusted some journalists I follow on Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my experience so far with Marvel Avengers. And I started Transistor. That's a very that's a very good game. weird game. I like it. Uh, I can't. It's like a turn based fighting or turn-based strategy type of thing mm, in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know how to fully... Seth, did you play Transistor? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know so, I own it. I know I own the game. Yeah. So it's, it's, it seems probable. So I don't know. I like it. I just need to get further in it. Yeah. Um, Same. <laughs> so I started it. Uh, I like the vibe of it a lot, though. And I also played a couple rounds of Spellbreak when it worked. <laughs> so that game's in, like, early access, and it shows. But when it works, it's really fun to play. That's the wizard battle, wizard or witch. I thought that it, it... I don't think... Like, I thought it released. No. I don't think there's, it's in early access. There's wording all over it that says this is a early build of the game and we're constantly making changes based on your feedback. And on Xbox, it says early access right across the top of the tile. Nice. Uh, yeah. I also thought it was an actual release. Um, I but thought it was too. No, that is not the case. So it's it's fun, um, but it's... You know, I it's got its problems. Tried playing games earlier today, 
and it just kept kicking me out in the middle of the rounds. So that was fun, you know. Also, I learned last night after a Google, I put in the Discord how proud I was that I had won my first match. Um, and that's because Spellbreak is one of those devious battle royales that uh, your first match is all bots. <laughs> and so I knew that's where this was going. <sighs> they're doing it so that people post that they won while playing it to get more people to play, which is a fine marketing decision. But also, I don't like it because it hurts my pride. Yeah. <laughs> you still won. Yeah, you I still, still won. won. That's a W in the but books, boys. It doesn't mean anything because so I won honestly, against stupid bots. I don't know. Okay, David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. Um, so I was playing Tetris 99 the other day, right? Okay. Um, and as you know, there is this... Uh, mode that is only for people who have won uh a match yes my holy um, grail i know yes it is called tetris invictus i've talked about it before everything happens kind of faster but one of the things i i don't know how i didn't realize this before um but i i remember that every time i would load it up it would like it it takes really long for it to um to to match players into into the game um and it i guess i don't know if there are just not enough people who are playing it but uh you'll find out that like 70 or 60 percent of the enemies that you're going up against in this invictus mode are are cpu just because there like aren't enough people that they can actually get into matches wow that's crazy. That, oh man, I mean, you know, that game's hard to win. I and so I like live it. I, I, I can't. But I, I just say this too, because these computers are now. I guess in Tetris it's a little different because um, I think there's probably less going on for the computer to do. Um, but it's not like beating a computer in in that setting is anything to to scoff at well because they're, they're finely tuned machines yeah uh so i will say earlier in the round there was more uh useless bots that i thought maybe i had just snuck up on someone and in the end i did almost die uh so yeah it was a little bit of a battle but um, still should have known, should have known my first round. It's like when I got excited, when I, I downloaded stupid PUBG mobile and your first round in that is all bots too. Um, <laughs> someone, someone in our discord refused to believe that. Uh, and I, even though I posted the news article, you know, whatever. He's not there anymore, but <laughs> some know. people just can't handle the truth. Yeah. So, all right. I've talked for like 20 minutes about games that I've played. Um, Seth, what have you played? Well, um, I finished the two Alan Wake expansions. Oh, um, the gee. foundation. Yeah. 
There's because there was two of them. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, control expansion. Yeah, I was like, hold okay. on, wait, <laughs> sorry, hold I, on. You know, I've I've fully like my brain has has moved from control to Alan Wake. Um, yeah. I mean, there there is no. I guess there was only one Alan Wake expansion. Um, yeah, so I finished the two control expansions. Sorry, the Foundation and AWE, um, and they were they were they were good. Um, the Foundation was just it was kind of more, uh, a, I guess more of a direct follow up of the story of the game, um, and it gave you a little more backstory about like the history of the Federal Bureau of Control and and the. Uh, the the building that 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 the oldest house that all the game takes place in um it was good and it and it introduced some some new abilities which were okay um you know they were very much specific to that location um but certainly some some interesting lore um but when it comes to lore uh when in the in AWE that's basically uh that was it so, I went in expecting a lot of Alan Wake lore, um, and I did get it, but it came in, like, the weirdest way possible. Um, it's, it is really strange, um, because I, I, I honestly, like, after... I wish I had kind of gone back and played through Alan Wake to sort of refresh myself on what the actual story of that was. Um, just because of the, one of the, one of the characters comes back who was like a villain in Alan Wake. And I didn't, I only sort of vaguely remembered who he was. Um, and he's like the actual main physical connection between the two games. Um, right. Which was kind of peculiar uh wake himself does not physically appear in the game um and there are but and there are also a lot of um weird okay so the whole <laughs> story of alan wake was that like alan wake was his writer he goes up he's he's having this this long prolonged case of writer's block he goes up to this town in uh, I forget if it's if it's Oregon or Washington, but it's in the Northwest called Bright Falls. He gets this um, well, I, his wife um, rents out this lodge, and like here, I I brought I got this so you can just stay here and write all weekend. Uh, and as it turns out, there's like this evil lake, um, that has some kind of entity in it that is able to use artists to manipulate reality um and so alan gets kind of the 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 lake captures his wife and he's got to basically write a story that allows him and and everyone to escape like he has to write reality to make it so that everyone is fine um uh it's so it's sort of it's it's a weird story um but (laughs) say the least yeah but it becomes even weirder when playing through AWE when um, there are s- these little hints sh- thrown out that, hey, what if this game control you were playing 
is actually all a story that was written by Alan Wake, baby. Um, oh, no. oh no! <laughs> and it's like it doesn't explicitly say that because, uh, like, you get these kind of. Uh, it happened in in the base game where you would get these sort of. Uh, there was this thing called the hotline that allowed you to basically talk, to, like, receive messages from people right. who are in other other like planes of existence or people who are dead um and so you get these messages from alan but and none of them actually make any sense um and they all sort of vaguely give you an idea of what is go what he is going through and how he connects to this story but they don't really uh and so like at the end of the game i can't explicitly say hey the whole plot of control was just something that Alan Wake contrived, so he was so he's able to free himself from this darkness. Because I don't I don't know that all of that stuff lines up perfectly, um, but it is there. There are there are enough things in there that are just little these little connections <laughs> to the games that it's like, wait a minute, what? Wait, what is actually happening here? Um, and so so. That was certainly fun to do. Uh, it was also cool. They, you never played Alan Wake, right, David? Uh, I actually downloaded it, and yeah, so I haven't played it. No. <laughs> okay. But I know a lot. I've Forrest, downloaded. Did you ever it. play it? No. To put it simply. Okay. Um, so one of the I only ask is because so one of the. The main mechanic of combat in Alan Wake is that people were, like, possessed by this darkness. And what you had to do was shine this flashlight at them um, to sort of make the darkness dissipate. And then you could shoot them and kill them. Um, strange. And, and that was a weird thing about it. Is like, all the people that you actually fight in Alan Wake, they're possessed townspeople. But you are legitimately killing them. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, I mean, the game is dark. But it's also dark in weird ways that you did you don't really think about until like uh, after the game is over. Um, but they brought back that mechanic, um, in that the, it's different than in Alan Wake because you're not carrying a flashlight around. But there are like um, l lights that Jesse can grab with her telekinesis. And that she has to use to to destroy the, the the kind of darkness in different places. So that was really cool. Uh, when that first came, I was like, "Hey, this is that." Um, like it's not super deep uh, the way they implement it, but it was cool. Um, they definitely really lean more into the kind of the horror nature that Alan Wake was, um, which was also cool. Like a uh, like the base game had certainly unsettling imagery but i wouldn't have called it a horror game um and but they and so they definitely pulled more aspects from that uh the pretty much you're basically all the time when you enter a new area you're in total darkness um uh, which is <laughs> when you know that the enemy is darkness and just and you have to <laughs> Like any time that you're the lights are not on, you're in danger. It's it's really like unnerving, um, and so they they did a really good job of sort of transplanting what they could from Alan Wake onto um, Control. Unfortunately, there was no like 
venturing into the world of Alan Wake, like you don't go, you don't get to go to Bright Falls or anything, um, which was a bit of a bummer because there is one specific thing in the game that would I think would allow you to sort of directly connect to it. But um, yeah, it, it all would it, would it be it, the hotel? Yes, yeah. I, I the hotel seems like it would be, and there is even. Um, Alan Wake has something to do with that hotel, you find out. Um, so it's... I don't know. So that was... I, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, and honestly, I didn't really expect Wake to even be physically in the game. Um, just because I sort of had the idea that this wasn't going... this They weren't going to use this to tie up his story or anything, but more to leave seeds of his next story. Which... They 100% do. Ooh, the, very nice. The the literal ending of the expansion is basically a direct setup for an Alan Wake 2. Uh, <sighs> even going so far as to, like, giving you a potential date of when it is going to happen. What? Really? Yeah, yeah so you the game, you go into this investigation sector, which is... Um, the, the the part of the the bureau that they 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 anything the the kind of AWEs the alter world experiences that happens around the world they're the team that is like in charge of connect is of of going there and and setting up uh, like bases and and making sure they they have people in the right place um, and there's this one room that you go to that is like it has a big map on the wall. And there are a bunch of like desks with phones, and they all have different like like um, what's the word? They have uh, these little placards that have locations across the U.S. that these are like this is this desk is communicating with the team in this city where this kind of experience happened. Um, one of them is for is Bright Falls. There are a bunch of other ones which I um, I don't know if they're like Easter eggs for stuff that has been in the game before, or if um, there is stuff in the future. Um, but as the game, like, after the credits roll, like, you hear people talking, and it's and it sort of, the camera zooming in on this desk that, like, the that is, re that is connecting to Bright Falls, um, and it's, like, flashing as if something is happening. And and the, this guy is like, yeah, there's, we got an, we're, we're getting a reading of, of an, uh, an AWE happening in Bright Falls. But the weird thing is, like, the date is two years in the future. Oh. <laughs> Very it's, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, they... It seems pretty clear that they are... Like, they... What a previously, <laughs> They previously said that they were... That Remedy, they were making... Their, after they released the AWE, they're like... They confirmed that these take place in the same universe and that they are now working on the next game in this connected universe. And after playing AWE, it seems pretty clear that it is... I don't know that it is Alan Wake 2. Um, just because of his situation, it seems more likely that you'll be playing as Jesse Faden, the main character of Control. Um, but it does appear that the next game is going to is is going to be the story of of Alan Wake 
Nice. Uh, which is exciting. That um, is. I, I famously think Alan Wake is, like, it's a fun game, but it's also really stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like a fair amount of those kinds of games. Yeah, but I think, like, equal parts good and bad stupid. Um, but it's 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 a fun game in a world that, as I have gotten farther away from it, I have um, come to appreciate even more uh and so i'm glad and they also outside of directly setting up the next alan wake they also have set up now it's possible that they are going to like merge these two uh storylines but um they also in the game introduce like a a villainous organization that would serve as as like the the antagonist of future games in the Control universe. Um, so, not, like, it, it, this this went beyond getting ready for Alan Wake 2, but it also set up um, what could be more uh, for, like, the future of Control. So it, w- it was a very fun experience uh, and made me very excited for what they have planned for the future. Did you, did you ever play Quantum Break? I did not. Was that the name of that game? It was. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're, so, that's connected at all. Well, so Microsoft has exclusive rights to all the Quantum Break stuff. Okay, um, okay, okay. I think there... I have seen that there are loose Easter eggs to Quantum Break in the game. Like, um, there's this one scene in the base game where you're talking to Dylan, who's not really the main antagonist of the game, but he is an, he, he becomes an antagonist at, at one point. Um, and he's talking about, he's basically talking about alternate realities. Um, and one of the things like, but these alternate realities are basically him recounting the events of other remedy games. Um, and one <laughs> of them is, I believe what he does talk about stuff, uh, not, directly about stuff that happened in quantum break but um like it's clear that he's talking about the story of quantum break right um interesting yeah i've always been interested to play quantum break but never enough to actually do it well i've heard that it's not great yeah (laughs) yeah that's um (laughs) that's yeah and and knowing that it's not actually connected makes me want to play it less because um, I feel like I don't really have any kind of uh, any any reason like it, it won't improve the experience of future games that I'll play. So yeah, I don't really have any desire to play it. It's the whole reason I downloaded Alan Wake. I was like Seth always talking about this game. Control is bringing it into the fold. I guess I gotta play Alan Wake to understand some of these things that I hear in other podcasts about the lake being an ocean or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, I have no clue. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to, pl- yeah. I, I hands down, I'm going to play it within the next like two months. Uh, it's on I, my list. I fully recommend it. It's, it's a fun game. Yeah. I'm excited. And, to- and it will like the little things that it will give you a, a bit more appreciation of, some of the stuff um 
because there's like Alan Wake was sort of a it was developed in, in in a different world and so game design conventions were not exactly the same um right. Alan Wake was it was a game where there were just like random collectibles littered a, about the the world that you just sort of picked up for no reason um and one of the things in Alan Wake that you pick up is thermoses uh, and there's like there's this in control you can find this um and like an altered item that is the thermos from alan wake uh, and, and there's this just <laughs> like a little that. description about how uh it, like uh, some person was compelled to collect a bunch of these for for no discernible reason oh that's uh, what that was yeah i i remember collecting a thermos yeah. Like, I distinctly remember it. Uh, control had such a profound <laughs> grab on me. I never... Yeah. It, you know, it's not of, like, it's higher than Avengers level, but, like, I love when a game I just kind of pick up on a whim because I keep hearing that's good. Like, Control was definitely that. And, oh, man, love Control. That game still sticks with me but yeah awesome it's it's a good game for sure uh also i will say that i i remember when i played through the base game um there was a lot of talk on the internet about how like it could not run on consoles and i remember specifically when i played the base game and not having any of those issues um but playing through the expansions for some reason, I, like I was very aware of the kind of slowdown and 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 the areas where this game could not, like this thing could not actually run it. So I don't know what the the difference was, um, but yeah, it was. Um, I I did have some some issues where the game dragged in places, and it was like, yeah. well, I guess I just can't. I just kind of have to sit through this. Um, <laughs> Was it just yeah. frame rate drops or just like... Yeah. Um, and like opening and closing the menu just like slowed the game down to a halt. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Looking at you, um, Ori, too. I see you. But, yes. So... <laughs> Very fun experience. I haven't actually done everything in the um, the expansion yet, um, so I still have stuff to jump back in. Good, um, fun. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. very, very very good experience. Fully, fully endorse it. But it'll it'll certainly be a much more worth your time if you uh, have played Alan Wake. Yeah. Um. Have, did you play anything else? Yeah, so I played uh, this game, Donut County. Um, oh, I saw that for sale on Switch the other day. And I yeah, that's why it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> because it was on sale for pretty cheap. Um, I remember when it came out on, on iOS and thinking that it looked really fun and wanting to play it. Um, but I never got around to getting it. Uh, but I played through it on Switch. Uh, it's a game where you play as a whole. Um, and you go through and kind of suck things up in this in this town causing uh great distress to a lot of people and then you have to try and fix it um 
because it turned out that you were being a jerk. Uh, it's it's a it's a like it's a short game, but it's it was I, I it was very enjoyable just the kind of process of going through these levels and and sucking up all the little objects in 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 the world and then eventually like eating whole houses and 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 mountains and stuff. It was a yeah, it was a fun game. Also very funny. Uh, it's sort of like a reverse Katamari Damacy. That's what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, yeah. man, this sounds... <laughs> I feel like I've heard something similar to this before. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love concepts like that. Just things that get out of hand ridiculous, especially when it comes to, like, causing chaos in a world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if it's on sale anymore, but if it is, I, I fully endorse getting it. Also, get it on, get, get it on phone. Um... It, it probably works better with a touchscreen than it does with joysticks. Hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Fun. I uh, wish it were longer, but of course it was a, uh, a phone game, so... I wasn't not, expecting uh, too much there. Yeah. yeah. Not all games need to be forever long. That's true. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, anything else? Uh, I have, yes, I've been playing some other stuff, but not enough to actually, uh, talk about them yet. So, okay. I'll hold off for yeah. a future time. All right. Um, Forrest has played nothing. So, actually. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Here it goes. You're going to talk about some iPhone game. <laughs> like I have an iPhone. Um, no, I forgot that I played more of Resi 6 over the weekend. All right. (laughs) Still working through that game on co-op. I I have, after this campaign, I have one more to do and then I'm done. Um, have you ever thought you could be done now? Yes. (laughs) Back when I first started playing the game. Have you, have you thought you could just stop? I kind of enjoy this game now. It's like stupid fun at this point. Also like the campaigns, the, the order we've been playing them in do get progressively better. So like, that's nice. I'm playing as a character named Jake. Who's like Albert Wesker's son, but he acts a lot like Nero and Dante from devil may cry. So that like eases the pain a little bit, you know? Hmm. Also, I with him, I'm literally able to just run around and punch enemies and suplex them, and you know, suplex them. Suplex. <gasps> I said the thing. Punching, punching zombies. They're not really zombies. Um, with <sighs> no, no, no. It's fine. We yeah, don't have to get no, into it. No, we don't. There's still a I'm virus. Fine. It's just not zombifying people, a, really. A computer virus? No, like a. Okay. <laughs> with that. We're going to go to a break. And we're back. Hopefully during that break, you were going to the social medias, and telling people about our show as well as following us on them at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex the Sticks. Um, at all of those social media channels, you can join our Discord. It's free. It's easy. You just click on the link. It's somewhere in the about, and we also post about it. 
and you can talk to us about video game news in there so you can get a little bit of an insight of what we're going to talk about that week because we talk about stuff in there all the time, uh, whether it be uh, random memes or uh, actual news or, you know, stupid comic book stuff that we all like <laughs> or hate. So it's it's all in there. Join us. Play games with us. There's a gaming Join meetup, too. us. It's fun. <laughs> One of us. Yeah. All right. So, um, enough dilly dallying. No, we're yes, enough <laughs> yes. dilly dallying. Um, <laughs> t- proceed with the shilly shallying. Yes, um, we're gonna seem like shills by the end of this episode <laughs> with a couple of things. It's quite possible. And that's fine. Uh, so there's Nintendo news. We're we're gonna try to go in the order of events of how this past week has gone. So last week, the day after we record, of course. Uh, in the Naturally. round. What? As Naturally. usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, there was a Nintendo... It wasn't called a Direct. I don't know what it was. It was, it was a Direct. It was? It was? Uh, wait, which are we talking about? The the Mario one. Yeah, they had the 35th anniversary uh, Mario Direct. Okay. Like The video was called a Direct. Okay. Um, I didn't know if it was officially called that or not. Yes, it was. So, and it was because there were a lot of announcements. Yes, it was eighteen minutes of um, fast-paced announcements. Um, some of them great, others of them odd, and it's exciting. So, yes. the let's, let's let's set it up. Uh, there's been rumors for a while that Nintendo. This is this year. This month, I believe, actually is. Mario's uh, 35th anniversary, um, uh, anniversary of his first game, that is. Um, yes. And there had been rumors that Nintendo was planning, um, e- e- even back in like March, that they were, back when uh, we thought things were still going to happen in person, that Nintendo was going to have a big E3 blowout for Mario's 35th, and they were going to have a bunch of announcements. Of course, all that stuff came and went. Um, but the rumors never ceased. Month after month, we kept we kept hearing people saying, "This it's coming at some point. We gotta we're gonna hear about it soon." Um, and finally, uh, this past week, Nintendo dropped their uh, all all the stuff at once. Um, and yeah, David, why don't we uh, Forrest, Why don't we go go through what was announced? So the the first. I believe the first thing that was announced, I don't have the exact list, um, was the Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. That Can you yeah, describe a, this thing? Uh, well, it's it's a Game & Watch. Um, <laughs> I... It's... No one... I don't think... There aren't many people who would actually this has any relevance saying that it's a game and watch uh but it's basically a tiny little um game system that is also uh, that also tells time um it's a little handheld uh but it has uh it 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 it, the original game watch preceded the the original game boy and they had like it's like tiny little games but this one has a full color screen 
and all of Super Mario Bros. and uh, the Lost Levels. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. It's coming out on November thirteenth. That's definitely going to be a collector's item. Yeah. So, good luck getting your hands on it. Um, may the odds ever, ever be, be in, in your, your favor. favor. Um, I think that's copyrighted. Yeah, that's that's probably copyrighted. Uh, Our trademark? I forget which. One of the two. So then after Patented. after that, they announced, I think, the Super Mario 35. Yes. Which was the... Uh, it is a Battle Royale of Mario. Yes. Uh, Mario 1, specifically. You run through... I don't... Who, who, who knows how many levels um, it is? Presumably, it would be the entire game until the there's one person left uh but that's you're playing against 34 assume. other people um and it seems like uh when you kill enemies like you send them to the screens of other players a la tetris 99 mm-hmm. um and there also appear to be like item boxes that you can get like in mario kart um it looks pretty fun uh i'm not it's certainly one that I won't be great at because I've never been super great at um, 2D platformers. Yeah. Really, uh, speedrunners are going to be bonkers good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, yeah. I, would, I, would I bet this will be a game that's level. fun to watch. Yeah, high-level yeah. play of this is going to be really cool to see, especially if it does have the entire uh, original Super Mario Bros. game in it. Like... You're gonna see matches for this going on for forever. I Possibly. hopefully if yeah. people are that good. It would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um there's like you can send items over and there's like the stars and other stuff. So yep. it's it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens there. Um Super Mario All Stars was also announced, which is the yeah, original the, Yeah, it's coming to the Switch. The Super Nintendo SNES Online Nintendo Switch. Yes. Whatever whatever it's called. And yeah. it's that's available now. So it's it was on there that day. Um which that kind of hinted at other stuff coming at later in this thing. Um but we're gonna get to what I think is the most bonkers but exciting thing that was shown off at this thing. Um there's this trailer that starts with um, Mario Kart happening like in a house and like in a living room. And it's kind of weird looking. And then it slowly reveals that it's an RC car going around a living room. And a kid is playing Mario Kart and controlling this RC car. Um, and you're you're racing against computer people, but in your living room. Um, and it's called Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. And... Yeah, I thought this was super cool. Yeah. Um, first of all, the trailer had this really awesome uh, music track. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's so it's this little RC car with a camera on it. Uh, and you, you get to create your own tracks with it and drive around. It, and it populates it with computer... Um, enemies and like their items and everything um, and you can play with other people naturally 
Um, it I think it looks, it's it looks like a very cool thing. It is, um, they're like a hundred dollars per set. So yes. like for the game and for one RC car. And if you want, if you want to play with other people, they also have to have their own Switch and their own copy of the game and and car. Um, so it can get a little expensive for playing in groups. Um, but I think this is a really cool, uh, it, it looks really fun to, to play with. And I think I could imagine this being a really cool, um, Christmas present or other, other gift that you give people. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I think they're going to be, well, it remains to be seen how much this will catch on, but I think there is potential for a really cool, like for this in, in like, for creators to take this and make some insane tracks out of uh like what they showed was you just going around your living room um but if you have the means to create more elaborate um, yeah more elaborate tracks then there's no reason you won't you can't do those things and so uh that like when i saw it when i saw the trailer like that's immediately where my brain went of like people actually constructing these custom 3d tracks uh and that's i think that's probably why what got me the most excited about it yeah um i think i one of the things that really got me is the interactivity between the two separate games so um the two people playing against each other both have a physical cart in real life of course and if you hit someone else's cart with like a red shell, it stops their cart and they can't move. And so it's like, (laughs) that's so bonkers to think that, I mean, it's not that silly, I guess, but like this, the thing in your game is affecting the driving in real life. And that's just a, a, a weird thing you don't see. And so it's kind of neat. Um, I, you can get Mario or Luigi. So um, I would bet if this thing does kick off well, they're going to expand it uh, to more for sure. Yeah, it's like that. That's one of the things I is kind of annoying about it is that there's not for a like you, you could certainly imagine that they would like make. Uh, a peach and a Yoshi and a toad if there's demand for those. But there's not... Like, I wonder if the... Like, Mario and Luigi, like, in races will have different stats the way they do in the game. Um, Because that... I feel like that would be a very bad thing for people (laughs) who want to buy the game. Yeah. Um, but, But outside... But if that isn't the case... Um, there you don't really have a reason to buy more than one of these outside of simply cosmetics, I guess. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's I'm a little worried about the direction that they could take that. As of right now, it seems innocuous and fun. So I'm going to keep hoping that that's where it stays. Um. And it, yeah. it actually comes out pretty r- soon. It comes out October 16th. Um, 
which is insane to think that this comes out in uh, about a month. So, such a well neat- as as we will see with that that was a bit of a theme with this direct um, of things coming out very recently, and one of the um, so this wasn't the next game announcement, but there was a segment where they announced different crossovers with with other games that were happening like one of them was with splatoon uh they also were announcing some like merchandise and stuff that they were doing for mario 35 but one of these things that they had was a like a special course that is available um in mario maker 2 um that that to celebrate the 35th anniversary um it is currently live um, but if you load it up, the, I don't know if you saw this, David, um, if you go to load it up, like there's a, a disclaimer of how long, like this special course is available and they did not change the dates from when this was originally intended to come out. Um, oh man. And so the dates are, are in April. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess the assumption part of my brain goes to this was supposed to be announced back in April and then they decided not to or Well, I don't know. I think it's possible. So we have another thing that Nintendo announced that we will talk about um we we have seen in the past few months basically the pieces of what would have been nintendo's e3 plans kind of um formulate and and have been spread out uh across the 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 summer of covid um and so i it certainly is likely that this stuff was supposed to be announced previously and i think it's more likely that that, that this um, Mario Maker course was probably um, I don't know that it would have necessarily been like I don't think this stuff was all going to be announced in April because that wouldn't really have matched up with um, their E3 plans. Um, gotcha. And, yeah, and so I don't know that the dates, but it but it certainly shows that this was part of a plan that was supposed to have happened months before. Um, and it's probably the reason why all the stuff they announced is outside of one game is coming relatively close. Right. Or relatively uh, quickly. So with that, like Seth alluded to, they announced a bunch of toys and clothes crossovers that some of them have been in stores already. Um, like, I know that people were reporting they saw that Mario doll. There's, like, a a, a toy out there with um, an, an actual denim jumpsuit, like, cloth jumpsuit, and people were posting, like, we've never seen this in the store before. Um, so this is a new Mario figure. And, like, the, the Jenga and Monopoly, like, people have seen them in stores. So... Um, those weren't really surprises, just kind of nice announcements, um, which those could point to also some of that stuff being meant to be announced earlier, like around E3 and 
Like that's what we got now. Um, I'm, I really want to buy one of those Splatoon shirts. They're doing like a Splatoon Mario crossover shirt. Um, I'm super into that. Um, yeah, they're, they're interesting looking. Yeah. I'm about it. And so then they announce the, um, the thing that I was actually most excited about from this little, uh, the Mario Kart is the weirdest thing that got me excited, but, um, they announced that Super Mario 3D World Plus is coming and it's coming in February 21st of 2021 and it's going to be, you know, they're, they're adding a bunch of like quality of life stuff. The game's going to run better now because it's not on the Wii U. Um, it's got four player online uh, multiplayer, which Ooh. is great. And... It's also going to have a addition. It's Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which <laughs> we don't know what that is. We got this very ominous-looking, uh, dark, stormy island sort of trailer thing. Yeah. Um, apparently, we're going to know more about this game within the next month or two. They said they're going to show more details on it, so... We'll see what happens with that. But, um, Seth, are you excited to... Did you play this on the Wii U? I did not. Yeah. I'm excited to play this game. Um, Super Mario 3D Land is one of my favorite 3DS games. And... Absolutely. 3D World was always on my list as a... Like, I want to play this game. So is it, what did you think about this, Seth? You know, it's, uh, it, it certainly, the trailer itself didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, the, seeing the analysis of it afterward and some of the information, apparently they've, like, retuned the speed of the game. Um, so I think that, that certainly makes me more interested. And, you know, I've... I say I didn't play it. I've played like the beginnings of it and the stuff I did never really grab me. And I know it's it's a game that's like it seems like it's intended to play as multiplayer uh, yeah. and it's going yeah. to have online multiplayer. So that's sort of a big deal for it. So I think they're um, we'll see where where I'm at in March or February, March. I forget which when it's coming out uh, February uh, and and if if I'm in interest, if if I have a a gap that is willing to that I'm willing to fill it with that game, um, and certainly they could they could if if the Bowser Fury thing is something like super cool, then I'm like, all right, why not? Yeah, if anything, you can just come over and play it at my place. So it's gonna be fun. Um. Seth, tell us about the next game they announced. Yes, so the big announcement, the thing that everyone was expecting, it is real. It is Super Mario 3D All-Stars, a collection Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy coming to the Nintendo Switch with uh, optimized, like, uh, new HD graphics, um... No widescreen at Mario 64 for some reason. <laughs> uh, also, 
widescreen in Sunshine and Galaxy. Uh, interestingly, 64 and Sunshine only run at 30 frames, or is it Sunshine and Galaxy only run at, run at 30 FPS? Um, so uh, <laughs> there are uh, a lot of weird caveats to the presentation of this game, but it is three or at least two all-time great all-time great games, and a third that a lot of people like. Um, and games Shade. that uh, <laughs> there has not really been an official way to play these games for, I don't know, like a decade, basically. Uh, like, no way on a Nintendo system. Um, I guess you could play, you could have played Galaxy on the Wii U. Um, but again, yeah, that, was a, that was a while ago. Um, so it's, it's cool that, that, like, this is a very cool thing, and it's, it's also one of the things that you, it seems like a no-brainer for a comp- for Nintendo to do this, but it's also a thing that you would never like because of that. You would kind of never expect them to do it. Um, like I don't know this. It, Nintendo has kind of moved out of the phase of packaging multiple games together and selling them, and now they just resell games separately. Um, but so it's 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 weird it was both expected and also just by itself is a sort of surprise and a very cool and unique thing um and a game that uh, i am excited to have because like i haven't played mario 64 since it was on the 3ds on the ds i never played sunshine and i don't really i didn't really ever play much of galaxy um so i think it's cool that these games are available um even with all the weird, uh, the the lack of, I, I don't want to say the lack, but it's people have rightfully said like, set, like used the Spyro Collection remasters and the Crash Bandicoot remasters and set them up next to the, and be like, wait a minute, why can you do this with these? Why were these other other companies able to do this and you are just giving us these kind of the the bare bones of of what is here um so like i i have mixed feelings about that um but i think it's cool these games are going to be available uh one of the way one of the things that we didn't say is um for some reason these the mario 3d all-stars and also super mario Bros. 35 are only going to be available for purchase until next March. Um, yeah. So, like, digitally three, uh, and physically. Super Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five is like it's uh, you. It, all you have to have is Nintendo Switch Online to be able to use it. But um, it presumably will stop being available to be played next March. Three uh, D All Stars um, will disappear from the stores from physically and digitally next March. Um, it's very weird and not really any reason given. And there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of reason that you can derive from it outside of it. I mean, there has to be a reason it's not, they wouldn't just slap an arbitrary timeline, uh, on this game when, you know people would be willing to buy it past that date. Yeah. Um, so there has to be something either that has to do with 
the these products becoming available in a different way or there has to be some other console-based reason, perhaps, that um, would need for hmm. these games to, 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 to not be available. I don't know. It's very, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I think it's... the most likely is that they are planning on, like, selling them individually or something, or they're going to launch, like, Nintendo 64 online, and it's just going to be available. Mario 64 is, or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely got to be a reason, um, and I guess we'll find out by March. Um, maybe they'll. I don't imagine they're going to announce anything too big uh, around holiday because their focus is going to be to sell games during the holiday. Yeah. So um, we'll probably know for sure, like January, February, um, or at the rate that Nintendo's been going, we'll find out the day of in March. <laughs> so, also, I should I forgot to say, Super Mario Three D All Star is coming out September eighteenth. So yeah, next Friday. Like, yep. yep, just over a week. Very very exciting. Uh, I'm so hyped to get it and yep. play through one of the best. 3D Mario platformers, and that is Super Mario Sunshine. Um, <laughs> I won't hear otherwise from you slanderous people. Uh, and I also want to... Uh, people say that we love Nintendo on this show. I do want to give them some flack. Uh, it is hot, hot garbage that I cannot play Super Mario Sunshine with my GameCube controllers with the adapter. Yeah, yeah, but it's bizarre whatever i'm still gonna buy this i'm still gonna play it it's also odd hot hot garbage that super mario galaxy 2 is not on this because i played galaxy 1 and i never played galaxy 2 so (laughs) yeah again another very strange decision (laughs) so i read i read that there's some issues with the way that yoshi might have handled with motion controls for yeah for that but whatever uh i mean the way motion works with the switch ain't great anyway we tried to play freaking bowling on the clubhouse 51 games and it ain't no Wii. it it does <laughs> not work as well as the Wii. so uh, you know they're limited well, with see, what I they can do there i don't know i don't know that i agree with that like the the tech that was in the Wii motion plus is in the joy cons right but there's no light bar for it to to read but i don't know why that is needed like i the there is there is motion controls in games on the switch that doesn't need the light bar uh like you could argue that you need it to be able to I, i guess for pointing but i feel like like super mario like galaxy one is going to have the the pointer controls via like the via tilt controls basically on on the joy cons uh i don't i i don't i don't see like everyone is bringing up the light bar i don't think that i feel like the technology has advanced enough that a light bar is not needed to be able to pull off the rudimentary pointing that that was available on the the wii the maybe i'm maybe i'm dead wrong but (laughs) It's but possible because it, it, I don't know the seems, tech enough. 
it seems um, to me that there has been enough in um, Switch games that has like has emulated enough of what was in and Wii motion controls that like I don't know it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I mean I understand where you're coming from. I just you know you know how Nintendo is about quality, or at least they say right. So yeah. they 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 sometimes have it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the other Nintendo news that dropped this within the past week. Yesterday, yesterday, even. Yep. Well, yesterday, depending on Wednesday or today's Wednesday. Yesterday Tuesday. is Tuesday. Whenever you, who knows? You could be listening to this and way in the future. It happened September eighth. What are you doing if you are listening to it way in the future? Um, Hello, future people. Hello, future people. Um, but let's talk about the new, this hotness. I'm so excited. Um, out of nowhere, Nintendo dropped a trailer for uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yes. And we get it. A new oh, yes. Hyrule Warriors game. A and... new Zelda, a, a new Zelda game set in... The world of Breath of the Wild. Yes. And it is a Warriors game. It is Hyrule Warriors. It is taking place a hundred years before Breath of the Wild, before Ganon attacked. And and you get to see the story of Link as he works as a knight in the in the Hylian army, as he becomes Zelda's uh, guardian and eventual wielder of the Master Sword. And as Ganon, Calamity Ganon comes back to life and wages war against Hyrule and eventually destroys everyone. Uh, and it's all going to have that zany warriors, one versus 1,000 warriors combat, all the different characters. You get to play as all of the champions and Zelda and probably other mystery characters that we don't know about yet. I just um, have it listed as Egg Boy because there's a little egg. Yes, there's a little... <laughs> Egg, egg guardian, guardian on the on the box art that we don't know anything about. Oh man, I'm so excited! I'm I'm super hyped for this. I love Tyro Warriors. I put in so many hours in it Twice. on the Wii U. Yeah, and I bought it again on the Switch. Put in more time into it. Um, it's honestly I and I was kind of skeptical. Like I I never got into the the Muso genre as it's called. Um, before that, but like after that, I was like, you know what? This is freaking dope. Hyrule Warriors is a great game, and it has like really good side modes. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked for this. And uh, Koei Tecmo made the original Hyrule Warriors basically with very little input from Nintendo, and they said in this trailer that they're actually working very closely with the Legend with the Zelda team on this. Um, so I think we can expect very high quality. Uh, all of this, the storyline is going to be canon to the Breath of the Wild universe. So you know it's going to, like, they're not, this isn't just going to be some crazy fan service game. Though I'm sure yeah. there will be plenty of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited. One thing I'm, I'm really curious as to the way it is going to adapt the like the non-combat mechanics of Breath of the Wild. Um, 
the last mainline Dynasty Warriors game, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, was an open world game. Um, what? What? Yeah, it was not super well received, but they they tried to go in a different direction. Um, and more recently, we have we we have seen with uh, Persona Five S, um, which we still for, haven't gotten over here yet. Yeah, it's not out <laughs> not out here yet, but we have seen enough of that they are the way they created it's not really a, a a warriors game so much as it is a persona game with like warriors combat um and so there clearly there's been like a concerted effort to like especially when they're making these uh tie-in games to adapt the original game into uh the the warriors like style um and so i'm really i'm i I wonder like what they're gonna do with that stuff um they you can see based on the screens in the trailer that it's not going to be open world like it is it is like individual maps that you are going through at least in in combat segments um but i wonder if it'll be a thing like uh, so I, I don't know if there's any overlap in the teams, but Tecmo, Koei Tecmo also made um, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and that was a thing where they had this kind of open world hub that you could go through, and then you go out into the to the different maps to do missions. I wonder if it'll be something like that, uh, or you know, however they are they're going to be implementing these non Muso systems uh, into this game because. Um, I think it's very likely that that stuff is going to be in the game. So I, I, uh, I really want to know how, to what extent it's going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just excited that we get another Hyrule Warriors. Um, uh, Seth, you said that you are hyped for this. Uh, I'm hyped for this. Apparently a ton of other people are. Uh, because this game is impossible to get now. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have to pretty much buy it digitally if you want it. So that's the original game you're talking the about. The original game, yes. Um, this game is is not possible to get yet. Yes, not yet. Um, do you remember the release date for this? Uh, it's in November. Yeah, it's in November. I don't. So, I forget the specific hmm. date, but yeah, we got a couple months. But again, remarkably soon. Um, just, just a couple months from now, um, it's, it's, man, it's going to be tough once we get close. They, they announced that, uh, later this month they're going to reveal more. So I bet we'll, I don't know if they'll call it a direct, but they probably will have another stream of this, um, yeah. specifically of this game to, to show us, uh, more of this stuff where I presume we will see more of the story and potentially more characters, um, I'm really curious how they're going, like what they're going to do character-wise, because as far as we know, it's only Zelda Link and the Four Champions, and it's but and I I guess it is theoretically possible that those are the only characters. It seems to they are implying that it is their story, so it makes sense for them to be those only characters. But um, that is not exactly how uh, these Muso games really work. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
there's always they basically cram as many characters in as they possibly can which is great uh and there are instances there is um a scene in the trailer where um link is in the throne room uh she's kind of kneeling um the the king is in there zelda is standing in front of him um and then there is this character kneeling next to Link who certainly looks like a Sheikah and a lot of people are thinking it's probably Impa um, who was a major character in the original Hyrule Warriors and I can imagine why they would want to like she was also a fan favorite because she had a dope design and was really fun to play Um, so I can imagine that they would want to bring uh, that character back in in some kind of form. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I also, so this I think the story is is going to like it's the story of the the you know this calamity, um, but I think it's going to take like it's going to start much farther before that. But I also am curious if this game will actually stop at because if it if it only ends like at the end of this battle then it's going to end with all of the characters just dying right ah, yes like um, halo reach <laughs> well, yeah which like it certainly could because we know that is what happened but i have a hunch that there is going to be a a, a tie a more of a tie-in to breath of the wild 2 i think they're i think it's possible i don't know that I, i'm basing this on nothing but i think it is possible Ooh. that there a portion yeah. of this game it takes place post breath of the wild and allows you to control the they're not really the new champions but the 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 sort of modern uh, iterations of these characters um because especially like you know there were a lot of fan favorites in those um so i could and and i could see that tying into um the next breath of the wild game uh but of course like i said it's just speculation it would make sense to me it would make a lot of sense um that if they were if they needed space to put more playable characters you have four very perfectly good ones out there that you could use um Honestly, there's probably more from Breath of the Wild that are out there that I'm not thinking of um, that that you could throw in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm 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 freaking pumped for this. If Hyrule you, Warriors was so good. I hope man. your your future thing is true because if I get to play as Prince Sidon at all, yeah, like uh, ten out of 10. I can't imagine they would not want to allow you to play as uh, as Prince Sidon. That like he's so great. That man's smile makes me so happy. And you know, there's also it's likely that there will be time for you to play as villains. I could see like a a Yiga clan character. Mm. Um, I could see like a. Some kind of man, a Lionel maybe. Um, oh, that'd be cool. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if they'll do a Lionel because there is uh, Lionel seem to be like villain. Like, like there's there's a scene in the trailer of 
of Zelda fighting a Lionel, so I think they might just be regular, sort of like the the commander mobs, but I'm not sure about that. Do you think the, the king will be a character, maybe? I can't. I think he would. I Probably. I think so. <laughs> um, Link. Like, he, the, 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 what's his name? The, the king from Wind Waker was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I could I could imagine it. I think it would be cool. It's a uh, it's exciting. And and I think there is a little bit of I don't want to give you too much hope, but I know that along with this um I believe this is uh his last name is pronounced uh Al Numa um yeah. asked asked for patience as they work on Breath of the Wild 2. Um so that it they knew that people were going to be asking about it with this. Yeah. Um and with it tying so closely to the storyline, I feel like this is the perfect time for a sort of, um, uh, this ties in perfectly to what you talked about earlier, Seth, uh, like remedy style, um, mini playable sort of trailer for, uh, what's to come in the yeah. breath of the wild universe. So it's, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, I'm At this point, the, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. Um, and the good thing is, like, a lot of games, you it, you jump to all these... You have all these hopes that you, you set out for these games, and, of course, eventually you come back down to Earth. Uh, and it may, be, it may be different because of how closely they're working with the Zelda team. But these games are not games that... Um, err on the side of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, these games are bombastic and they go all out as much as possible. Um, so I think that like, as far as like characters and, and story, I think they're like any, actually anything is possible. Um, certainly it, it looks in line to be a, a much more serious version of a warriors game but uh i think it's still also going to have its zaniness i mean at this point we've hit a weird point of anything is possible because we just had a hyrule warriors game announced three months before it comes out and it has direct ties to breath of the wild so that's yeah it's crazy if you had ever told me that was going to happen I probably would have told you you were crazy. Um, also, so. shouts out to Koei Tecmo doing some heavy lifting for Nintendo. Yeah, like they're not—they're not like oh. an official like first-party developer or anything, but they like they're—they're—they're they're, they're doing a good job. Yeah, and I wish—I um. really wish that it—it's frustrating. It's like it's really cool the way Nintendo is willing to kind of send out the Zelda property to to allow other developers to use it. Um, it's But it's also really frustrating that they're only willing to do that with Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite know what makes it, uh, makes them so comfortable with doing that with just Zelda, but, um, you know, at least it's something. I know two other Nintendo franchises that could greatly benefit from that allowance of treatment only two at least two <laughs> i was about to <laughs> think say of at least yeah. two 
literally um, every single Nintendo franchise. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess I guess Fire Emblem had a Warriors game, but we won't talk about it. Yeah, um, but like I said, the the, the last Fire Emblem game was developed by Koei Tecmo, pretty much uh, with complete autonomy over what was going on. Intelligent systems didn't do anything. Like I mean, they had sort of oversight, but all of the development happened at Koei Tecmo. Huh. Man. All right. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Koei Tecmo. Uh, You're doing delivering good. the goods. Yep. So, let's let's. Oh, we can't. We will be remiss to mention this. This possibly has something to do with that March notification or March time. Uh, but Nintendo has been asking developers to make their games 4K ready. Uh, yep. Whatever that means. Um, there's also patents that are, you know, you know how these patents work. Yeah. Um, some of this stuff is never going to happen. Um, we all saw the NX. Um, <laughs> but there is patent designs out there for uh singular Joy-Con that would not, that don't connect to a system. Uh, um, not to be a buzzkill, but those, I, I saw that. Those were, were those... actually like three or four years old. Really? I don't know why those, hmm. those came, those just sort of showed back up in the, uh, um, in, in the discourse. But No, no, no. Yeah, Thank you for uh, telling me. But I, I saw those and all the people that I follow treated them like they were fairly new. Yeah. Um, um, but there have been, there are reports from, um, manufacturers that apparently Nintendo is gearing up, uh, for their, to, for like the production of their next console. Um, yeah. they're, they're apparently also gearing up to, for production of their, more production of their current console. Like they're increasing their production by like 30% to try and meet the demand and the expected demand going into the holiday season. Switches are still hard to get. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, if people got to have something to play these games on and yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about other things. We'll, we'll end the show with the Xbox next gen Leaks and then sudden announcements. <laughs> this was the weirdest thing. Yeah, man. You're telling me. Yeah. What was this it like? Un- Monday night or something? Some random guy drops this link. I guess it was to an article he wrote, but also that had a like a video of of Microsoft promotional material. Um yep. That was announcing the series, the Xbox Series S. Yeah, it was Monday and he had, around ten thirty. Yep. Yeah, he had the scoop of like the specs and the price, and it was just like out of nowhere. Um, and I, I remember looking, I was like, "This he, he tweeted, is this real? Now's as good of this a time as any." This does not look real. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, they he <laughs> he posted this just uh in the at late at night. Um, uh, uh, there's like, uh, apparently after that, a full 90 second trailer, uh, leaked later on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then I guess they were scrambling at, at Microsoft and just got the go ahead to like at midnight, 
announce the series as. <laughs> no, man. This was at like 3 a.m. I swear that they they sent that. To, it was around midnight when they posted the meme of the, the puppet looking sideways yeah. like, oh, yeah. God, this is happening, I yeah. guess. Um, someone got a hold of promotional material that was not supposed to. Uh, it came out today. Phil Spencer tweeted that um, all of this was going to be at an event next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, so it was the, it was windows central was the, the website that got yeah. the scoop on, on the, the information, uh, and the prices and the date, like they, they had the date for it too. And then, yeah, yeah Microsoft went up and they're like, all right, here's the official launch trailer. <laughs> here's, of it. here's everything. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then but but it was it was a couple days later that Microsoft also re- revealed the price for the Series X and launch date, which uh, November tenth is when they are coming out. The yeah. Series S, all digital, no is is set at two ninety nine, and the Series X is set at four ninety nine, uh, which is I I mean it's it's. $100 less than pretty much everyone was speculating it was going to be. The the Series S? No, the S. No, the Series I X. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I really thought they were going to go for 500 to try to uh, basically do what Sony did to them with this last generation of um, aggressive price cutting. Um, so... I'm I'm really interested. What I think is the biggest story here is the Series S box, um, the Series S Xbox. However you want to say it. The, the Series S, S. The S box. Um, <laughs> this thing is very powerful for what you're paying for it. Um, this thing can run up to, they were saying, 120 frames per second at uh, 1440p, which is higher than 1080p. Um, so, like, there's IGN, like, other sites are saying, like, this is a 1080p machine. Well, yes, but 1440 is higher than 1080. Um, yeah, and you can kind of tell the difference. So, the fact that it can run this at the rate that it can is very impressive. For $299. Um, especially for... Microsoft loves to make a big deal about teraflops. Um, but this thing clocks in at like four teraflops, but it has a more advanced architecture and graphics card and stuff than the series, the Xbox One X. So this thing performs, and the reason partially is because it locks out 4K. It only is going to 1440p. So my Xbox One X will not be able to perform like the Series S will, partially because of solid-state drive, graphics like the graphics card the architecture stuff like that um but for 300 dollars, yeah if you're if if you're not interested in 4k um or having a disc drive yeah yeah and if you're fine with it just being a digital machine um which like with game pass um they announced today that ea play is going to be is merging into game pass um yep it's it's there's a compelling argument just have this be uh a game pass machine and yep you know that if you're fine with that like it's it's way cheaper 
uh, and you know, 4K is it is what it is. It's <laughs> I'm scared. I know that David, you believe in the the great difference between these resolutions and frame rates, but uh, I am a, a person who believes that you know the human humans can't actually really perceive these differences. It's um, it's partially your distance from stuff, also. Um, frame rate is. It took me watching a lot of videos to understand the difference. I still don't think I can feel it in a video game. I, but like, when you watch enough videos showing things at variable frame rates, it's like, oh god, there's a, a noticeable difference yeah. here. But it, yeah, I like think, I, but it's weird. I think video games specifically, though, like it's different. Like we remember that that this experience of seeing the hobbit movie in 60 frames per second and it was very weird oh yeah that but, was the worst but i think my life there is like our brains work differently when we're looking at things that are real like people <laughs> rather right. than when we're looking at at, at graphics right uh, like co- computer created graphics um so it's <laughs> yeah, it's there is certainly a difference when you are what is happening on something that is not a video game. Right. No one is going to argue that because <laughs> that stuff gets really weird. Um, but the, the thing is, this thing is 1440p, 120 frames. You're going, and it's not, they said to temper your expectations. Like, it's going to be able to do 120 frames on probably Xbox One games. But when it plays, like, the new games, it's probably going to be at 60 or 30 frames. Um it's not going to be running 120 frames on Valhalla. You know what I mean? Um, or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I should say, not just a random game called Valhalla. I was Valhalla. thinking the Halo 3 um, multiplayer map <laughs> Valhalla, and I'm like, so, yeah, that sounds good. But um, both the of these systems... The, the 120 frames per second is also... A, like That's a weird thing for me, because I think that's just there for like a talking point because it is it's there for the like, pc people that care about that yeah but it, and i guess it doesn't really matter because people don't actually know the way this stuff works but i don't know how many non 4k tvs are running at 120 hertz refresh rate <laughs> yeah um, that's very true so like you kind of have to have a 4k tv to take advantage of the 120 frames per second um <laughs> So, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Right, right. Um, That's exactly. So it's going to be really interesting. Both of these consoles have the slot where you can buy the, if you forgot, there is an Xbox memory card uh, that works as a secondary solid state drive. And it's a terabyte. Um, I think there's going to be variable sizes, but both of these have that. Because the Series S only has a 512 gigabyte solid state drive, whereas the Series X has a one terabyte. Um, so it's also can we talk about my disappointment when they showed the form factor of this? It is not what I was hoping, and that is, it is not an Xbox Series X cut in half. Like vertically, like GameCube. <laughs> yeah, it's it's instead cut in half, like horizontally. I would, or even more than or, half. Yeah, but but anyway, it's it's the same kind of basic 
shape of right. like the 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 Xbox One, uh, and that and and like proportionally, which was I was just like, man, that freaking sucks. I want that little tiny cube, dang it, and they didn't give it to me. Yeah, I I wanted it like, to be a cube. I, I too, said though. it before that that would have been that might have been what tipped me over to get this one, but yeah, it's. I, they 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 lost me. I, <laughs> I was very disappointed in Microsoft. I'm I'm really I'm really excited for this now. Um, I really the fact is that like get developers Ubisoft moved up of Assassin's Creed Valhalla's release date. Um, seven days it moved it up a week so it could coincide with the launch um which is pretty interesting and witcher 3 announced within the past week that it's getting a huge uh like ray tracing 4k update so like cd project red is like we're gonna support this and um do the bethesda and make witcher 3 pretty and but it's guess what it's free if you own the Witcher three yeah. so that's pretty dope. Um, and with EA Play becoming part of Game Pass, like, what 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 are they gonna have to do for you to not have Game Pass? Like at this point, it just makes sense for you as a consumer to have it, um, which is just insane. Like there's this service out here that's just so consumer friendly it's wild um now that could take a turn any moment it could it could become a trash fire you know that's always a possibility but holy moly yeah um because this is going to include sports games older sports games so you're not going to get like the newest madden but you'll get last year's madden uh so if you don't care about that that's still madden football's football um it's it's neat. Uh, which one do you think you're gonna get, Seth? Um, I'm still leaning toward getting the X. Yeah. Same. You did just get a 4K TV, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Gotta gotta take advantage of that 4K. Um, I will tell you that like a game where, uh, and this isn't an Xbox game, but one of the, so many games really look prettier in 4K. Um, and S- Spider-Man and Final Fantasy VII Remake both were that, um, as well as I would say for, I I can't remember a recent game on Xbox that I was just like, I have to play this on uh, the highest resolution, but, um, you know, it's, games look pretty and the box makes it look pretty. So I'm going to buy the new box. Um, I will say that this whole strategy of this thing, the series, I'm not going to buy both of these. I'm, I know that I'm not going to do that because that would be stupid. Um, but I don't know how much patience I'll have with my Xbox one X to be as like, once I get that speed of the one, the series the Series X, it's going to be hard to go back to the slowness of the One X. So I might just, I mean, theoretically, trade it in. 
yeah. for the new system. Because I was just going to treat it as my bedroom Xbox and have the Series X out in the living room. Yeah. But, you know, now I'm just going to get rid of it, I think. Because... I mean, it plays yeah, all the same stuff. It. Throw it trash away. It. Well, I'll sell it. No, nah, throw or, it away. Um, Hit it with donate, a hammer. <laughs> donate it to some gameless kid. No. No. no I'll trade it in. Uh, but yeah. Some kids starving for Love. games. <laughs> I I really want... This is where we're getting to the weird part of this console. I hate, I hate the idea of console wars because it's so stupid. Um, but now Sony needs to tell me a price. And then also Sony needs to tell me if games are going to come out on launch day that I'm going to care about that I can only play on the PS5. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I play everything third party on my Xbox for the most part. Um, if not, I play it on my PC. So Sony has to like give me a reason to buy their console on launch day because at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm going to have Persona 5 Royal beat by November. Um, <laughs> and so not. I, and they haven't told me whether this thing is going to be backwards compatible. Yeah. So I need some sort of reassurance from them. Who knows when we're going to get it and what, I mean, this could all be answered by next week's episode, which is frustrating. So it, this could be a moot point. But we have to know their plan soon, right? Like, this has to be within the next couple weeks. Yeah. At least by October. There's no way that we're... I say there's no way. But, like, the chances of us going into October without knowing the price... Yeah, that would be dangerous. Extremely. Like, um, Microsoft, they, they announced that, like, they're opening pre-orders, uh, I think it was September 22nd. Yes. Presumably you'll be able to pre-order it at, like, GameStop or Best Buy mm-hmm. or something, wherever, before The usual that, venues. Yeah, if you want to get it from Microsoft, you can, you can, you could like, order it starting on September 22nd. So I think it would be a bit dangerous for Sony to wait much longer after that to not be like, hey, this is how much it's going to cost. You can pay for it now. So what's crazy is Microsoft also, this is the, this is why Game Pass is the gift that keeps on giving. They're doing two sort of uh, like no interest payment programs for these systems. So Mm -hmm. if you're someone that can't afford a $500 Band-Aid to rip off, um, you can, it's $25 a month for two years for the Series S and $35 a month for two years for the Series X. Now, that is not just the console. That includes Game Pass Ultimate, which includes uh, your Xbox Live. That includes Game Pass. And now that includes EA Play, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, granted, you need to be a responsible adult, and I'm sure that if you miss <laughs> a payment or two, they're gonna like break, break down your, your break door. your Xbox or something. Um, but <laughs> with the hammer, well, <laughs> yeah, smash it. 
Yeah. It would be wild, but I'm pretty sure there's a way they could remotely brick your Xbox. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So it's, you know, it's Sony's just... got to really come out swinging. And I've heard... Kind of like Spider-Man? People are... They've really... <laughs> if Because they've already said Ratchet & Clank is launch window. So it's going to take backwards compatibility and for it to launch with spider-man for me to buy a ps5 on launch day that's fair and it's not that i don't want it because i like i'm gonna buy ratchet and clank but i can wait three months yeah and not have a thousand dollar band-aid ripoff in november you know what i mean yeah um for real so it's it is what it is i don't know Give me the games. At least I know with Xbox, everything's backwards compatible. Sure, you can tell me it's all third party, uh, but I can still play Fusion Frenzy on my Series X. And Xbox is, Microsoft has told me that they're, they're, Microsoft has said that Fusion Frenzy is one of the games they're up-resing. Like they're going oh, back Lord. and giving it a special treatment um, to up-res it for 4K uh, because Microsoft knows that Fusion Frenzy is a dang system seller. <laughs> That's a lie, but for David Ward, it is. So, Sega um, announced that uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is coming up to us, uh, going to launch on November tenth. Really? Yeah. Yep. See, you're getting that. Destiny is getting. I'm a, getting that. <laughs> Destiny's getting a day one update, and you get all of the extra content with your your game pass. Um, there's there's going to be games on launch. Um, they announced today officially that Gears Tactics is coming to the console on launch day. Nice. And, yeah. So there's... Yes, they have a halo-shaped hole in their plan. Um, but they're slowly <laughs> figuring out ways to cover that. To mitigate it. Uh, yeah, for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and what Sony's plan is. Cause at this point, I don't know if they, how many launch games they could just surprise launch with a system. Like we're two months out, two and a half. So it's going to be interesting. But was there any other news that we may have missed? Any other news? Uh, I don't believe so. All right. And so with that, we will talk at you guys and gals next week. Goodbye. Bye. See you.